Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the absolute best and easiest way to host your podcast and get paid for it by running ads just like these. And take it from me, I've hosted at least seven of my podcasts on Anchor.fm. I recommend it to every show on our network. And other hosts are going to charge you upwards of $100 every year just to run your podcast on their host. Anchor.fm does it for free. So go check out Anchor.fm for more information. Robots Radio presents... Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. I should probably update that intro at some point and change the end part of the I'm your host robots because I say it all the time anyway. I should probably just cut that part out. Anyway, we'll do some editing later. Welcome back to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your host, of course, Tom of Robots, and I am here with my co-host, Captain Logan. Logan, how are things? Things are going great. I'm really excited that we get to dive into the uh, Night City Wire fourth episode. I'm yes. To it. Yes. And that is that is what we're diving into this week. We'll be getting we'll, we're going to go through some news. There's a bunch of news we need to hit as quick as we can to get through it, because we are very excited to dive into Night City Wire 4 and talk about some vehicles and styles and things. Um, before we get to that, uh, first of all, I want to apologize. This episode is a little bit late this week. I've, I've been fighting some migraines and then having some schedule issues, but I wanted to make sure that Logan would definitely be on the show with me. So we've been trying to coordinate this. So we're recording this on a Tuesday. This will be coming out as soon as possible on the feed once I get everything mixed down and put out there for you guys so you shouldn't have to wait too much longer than you normally do. Um, but but before we really get into this, I want to start out this episode with our biggest news. I've been talking with our Telsorian Games and if you guys remember, I had Jay, uh, Jay Gray on the show a few months back and had a really great interview with him. Well, we have set up, the. <laughs> this is an amazing opportunity, Cody's Pondsmith from Artelsorian, the people who made cyberpunk, the people who like we are pulling the lore out of the books that they write, will be joining us on a future episode in the coming weeks. And one of the things that they they even suggested this was that we get a bunch of questions from the community in order to have Cody answer lore or, you know, some of like the tabletop RPG questions, things like that. Because remember, remember, they're not the same company as CD Projekt Red, who is building Cyberpunk 2077, the video game. They are the people behind the, you know, the lore and the, the details of the cyberpunk world. So, um so step one, we are asking for questions. So if you have lore questions or game questions from the tabletop series, then please join the discord. There is a channel called cyberpunk questions or something like that on there. You'll find it. It's easy to find and post your questions in there. We might pull some of those for the for the interview. But the big news is that we have set up a second tier on the patron patreon now so there's the first tier which is minimum three dollars or pay what you want if you pay 25 dollars, you hit the second tier that gets you 
into a monthly chat episode with us so you can join me and logan at the end of each month usually the last sunday because sunday nights will be the regular shows from this point on and you can join us on the on the episodes and talk about cyberpunk the things you're excited about the things you've been doing in the game maybe some of your tabletop experience some of the lore that you've been digging into we can decide on whatever topic you guys want to talk about each month and dig into that but the big thing here is if you sign up at that level before the interview episode with Cody Pondsmith, then you can also join us live to ask questions with him, which would be phenomenal. I know that that's a big opportunity for some of you guys. So check it out. Patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast. You'll find the, the tiers and all the stuff. And if you can't join us at that tier, you can't be a patron. That's totally fine. Pitch us the questions in the, dis- the discord. We might pull your questions anyway. So that's the big news this week of what's going on with our show. So don't miss out if this is something you really, really want to jump into. Um, we haven't set a specific day yet for the interview, but it will be coming up in the next few months. So uh, don't don't dilly dally too long. Um, Logan, we also have a deal here for $10 off Amazon pre-orders. This has been been pushed, and I know you've pre-ordered, I've pre-ordered, but if any of you guys are kind of sitting on the fence going, eh, maybe there'll be a deal. This is the deal. Like, the game <laughs> the game is a $60 game. It's going to be coming out on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, and if you click the link in the show notes, you can go and check out Amazon right now, pre-order, and make sure you get a day of. And because this is an affiliate link, you will also help support our show. So kind of double benefit, and it's no extra cost to you, and you save 10 bucks on, on the game, and we all know it's going to be awesome. So why not save 10 bucks instead of having to pay full price when it comes out? So there you I go. I remember back in the day, they used to actually have like a cool program in their prime program. They're like, Oh yeah. Did you want to get like some, you save like 20% off when you, you pre-order games and we're like, yeah, yeah. Like, cool. We're going to, we're going to cut that out. And we're like, uh, how about, how about no? I think could, they, could too that? many people were probably, they probably did the math on it and they expected like some percentage of people would actually use it. And more people did than they were wanting. They were expecting, yeah. and then it was like, "Oh crap, we're we're losing too much money on this." Not a good it's idea. Bezos, it's he has the money. Just let us <laughs> oh have the God. discount. Yeah, I'm paying for Prime. I saw no, this is going to be the a good deal for anyone that wants to get it beforehand for sure. Too ten bucks is a big deal, especially as we're getting closer and closer to next gen, and people are going to be like, "I'm okay spending seventy bucks on a video game." Oh my it's God. Like, yeah, it's yeah. A, can we keep it at fifty? Yeah, and this is one of those games that, like, many games, especially games that come out on PC, go on sale within you know three to six months after they come out, and sometimes you can get them for like half price or even less. Um, <laughs> high quality games don't. <laughs> like this game will be in that 50 maybe $40 range at the lowest for like the next two or three years is is my bet and I, I watch prices for games all the time because as we were talking in the pre-show I'm pretty I'm pretty careful with the, the things that I'm buying um, oh yeah yeah so anyway that those are the two biggest news is save some money on on Amazon and and if you want to ask questions with uh, Cody Pondsmith, then you can do that. Um, but let's get into some other news. Logan, what else do we have on the list? Oh, man. Well, um, there is, I, I want to bring this up because I, I want people to go check it out. But uh, Mad Queen had an opportunity to jump into uh, one of her shows on YouTube and got to interview Mike Pondsmith. So we were just talking about Cody Pondsmith. Mm-hmm. She actually got to uh, speak to Mike for, um, I want to say it was like Mad two Mike. hours. Yeah, Mad Mike, the man who killed your cyberpunk character. Uh, it's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's great. Um, 
he is he's got the most soothing voice and and speech cadence of anyone like i yeah. was listening to him at work during the interview and, and i was like i can't listen to him right now i have to work i have to stay awake so right right there's a really really good um really good uh episode that that she got to to talk to him about a ton of lore uh so that's out into the uh, youtube world i'd recommend people if you have two hours to kill like before bed and you'd want to piecemeal it that's a good thing to do but um i'm going to be diving into that later on when i get some time and i can sit in front of the computer and actually start Mm -hmm. pulling out some of them them tidbits of lore it's uh, a long episode too with lots of yeah lots of details so You'll want to take your time Super and get through dense. that. Um, I'll share. I'll share the link in the uh, the chat for anybody who wants to bookmark it, and then it'll also be in the show notes later on. Definitely. Um, speaking uh, of Mad Queen, that's somebody we need to get on the show on a future episode. She really does some really should. good. She's awesome. She does some really good stuff. Yeah, we're it's like we're all in the same circles, but we haven't really met yet. You know, so we should probably reach out to people and be like, "Hey, we love the same stuff you love. Let's be friends." Yeah, in that yeah, voice because really that works should. really well. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the women love that. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's how I got my wife. Hey, <laughs> I like this thing, and you like that same thing. You want to be friends? And she was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> yes." <laughs> <laughs> that went completely the other way. I did not expect it to go. <laughs> you got to say yes and man. You got to. That's, that's the way improv works. Um, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, um, but it's so. We got to dive into it. Night City Wire 4 came out. It was uh, last Thursday. And man, I I was really happy to see this. Um, I can't wait to see if there's going to be a fifth one before launch. I imagine we'll probably get one. They've got time. It's like, yeah, probably closer towards the first week or two of of November. Just before launch, they'll probably drop a fifth one. Um, Who knows what they're going to cover in this time. But this time uh, we got some really amazing announcements. The one that I wanted to kick it off with is kind of the more interesting thing the the thing that i wanted to to kind of touch on real quick was um it was finally announced that stadia will be getting day and date uh cyberpunk 2077 uh if if you don't know i've got a buddy of mine run jump stomp he actually has a stadia podcast called stadia cast and a lot of people in the traditional gaming space tend to frown at stadia and in a lot of the streaming um services for games because of of either the the monetization or just the uh the the fact that you're not having like not playing on a um on a on on actual hardware natively in your home and uh it's it was an interesting concept because to me i think streaming games when we when the tech gets there when the tech is is available to everyone i think everyone will eventually want to move to this there's going to be the outliers obviously with any any community but sure Sure. I think a, a lot of people having the opportunity to play games wherever you want on whatever device you want is a really cool futuristic right. concept. Um, well, but a it's, lot of people it's, tend to it's the, to jump in real quick. People still collect yeah, yeah. Blu- people still collect Blu-rays, but most people will watch movies on Netflix. Exactly, it's that kind of yeah. thing. So it's the convenience that that really pushes people towards towards uh, consuming content, whether it be video games, movies, books, what have you. Uh, I mean, hence podcasts, news news in your ears when you want it. Yep. Um, so with this, I, I reached out to him and I was like, "Hey, I'm just curious from your group of people that typically follow you on Twitter. He's he's got a pretty Nintendo uh, Stadia focused uh, fan base that follow him." 
I reached out to him and asked him if he could do a, a Twitter poll to kind of find out, you know, with Stadia getting announced and people looking to to play it there, how excited was the Stadia community to, to get to play this? Were they planning mm-hmm. on pre-ordering it through Stadia? Yeah. And 65% of the, the roughly 500 people that voted by the time I grabbed the numbers um, were going to be picking up Stadia or uh, Cyberpunk on Stadia. And I thought that was really interesting because uh, it, it was one of those things where to me, Stadia is the future of what gaming will be um, for for a lot of convenience factors. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you may sit down for like your your criterion experience for like the next Last of Us game or the next God of War game, um, what have you. But for for most games, you know, if you if you want to play like a, a round of, of COD, you'll you'll grab your phone, you'll grab your, your controller, or your touch controls or Fortnite. Yeah. People are already doing that. And I wanted to know, like, with a with an offline first player game, how apt to playing on a streaming service would people be? And it turns out most people on Stadia are are looking forward to this. They're really pumped. They want to play it on Stadia. They're they don't want to have to concede to have to play it on one screen on one device. Um, they're really looking forward to this. So I think this is exactly what Stadia needs to get to a point where people are starting to pay more attention to streaming services. You know, if Luna comes out or Luma, I can't remember which one it is. If that comes out and they're like, hey, we got Cyberpunk as well too. Having day and date content for big games like this is really going to push the needle on on acceptance for people willing to try it out. Um, so I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah, well, that's, that, is, that is cool. Um, I, I love my hardware. I'm a hardware guy. I mean, if you I need mm-hmm. to do a video of my like studio setup sometime, just show everybody the ridiculous crap I've got all over the place. Um, but. I get the convenience thing and there are definitely times where I'm, you know, I've got my phone and I'm just like, man, it'd be really nice to be able to play something on this that I really want to play, you know, because <laughs> like, yep. I'm not into most phone games, but if I had a controller and I could set my phone in front of me and I didn't have a TV available or my PC in front of me, then yeah, why not? Why not play some cyberpunk? You know, like the, the yep. convenience, it's the convenience exactly. thing. And even if there's a slight little bit of lag, it's probably, you know, or like so many games, you have different things you can do in them. Like maybe I won't play like the super twitchy shooter part of the game, but maybe I'll go knock out some achievements or maybe go collect things by just moving, running around the world and driving a car, which doesn't require as much coordination, you know? Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite things was uh, uh, I was playing Ghost of Tsushima on um, uh, PlayStation Now or PlayStation Play. I can't remember what the map, app it was, but the uh, app that lets you the play streaming on your phone. One. Yeah. Yeah. Streams it from your console. And I was playing that and it was really, uh, you know, I, I wasn't expecting to go into any like high duels or, or, you know, take a Mongol camp or anything. But I totally just ran around and picked up, uh, um, you know, Fox Shrines. Collected and, all your stuff. Yeah. Uh, check, yeah. check things so that. When I got home, it was like, oh, cool. Well, all that little stuff is done. Now I can focus on the story. Now I can actually sit down and, and commit myself to, to really enjoying the game. Uh, and I got all that side stuff out of the way when I was at work on my breaks and stuff. So <laughs> nice. Nice. It, it, it yeah. really, if you, if you choose how you, how you spend your time, you can really capitalize on that streaming functionality. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Stadia fans like it with the experiences and stuff. But yeah. that isn't even like, that isn't even the big news about 
the the night city wire that was just like a little bit of a thing on the side for for most of us right what we really wanted to get into was um diving into the actual vehicles of uh of, of the game and in the style so would you, I'll, I'll let you decide did you yeah. want to jump into the cars or did you want to jump into the style let's stuff? do the style stuff first because i think that might apply a little bit to the way the cars look um mm. but we'll do the, we'll do the style stuff first and then uh after the middle break we'll, we'll do all the cars and things and i've got some clips here so uh if you guys aren't watching live um and you want to see us pull up the actual clips so you can see them better then check out this video it'll be up on the robots radio youtube channel but um oh and a side note off off uh <laughs> off show we need to talk about ghost of tsushima's multiplayer co-op mode because i got to try that yes. out the other day and it seems very cool also oh. <laughs> but anyway too many games there's too many good games everybody what's going on um so hard all right so let's let's dig into the style stuff let's um so here's a video actually let's let's do this uh this video with Johnny Silverhand real quick before we get into the style stuff. What do you say? Yeah. All right. I'm Did you get a chance up. to watch this? Yep. Yep. I'm, uh, oh, oh, there it is. Hold on. I got to back it up just a, <laughs> just a hair and then put it up on, on the screen so everyone can see it. All right. Check this out. Guns. Implants. Brought to you by okay. Tom. Right there. Right there. Do you see that? Johnny Silverhand's face and his metal or silver arm pushing a dude who is not V as far as we know he's not maybe he's a custom character I don't know but probably not up against a mirror what the heck what do you what do you think about this Logan I, I really don't know I honestly don't know I was I saw this and I was just like wait why this isn't V this is someone else right and right so I'm, I'm really trying to work out like in my head like are we going to be traveling back in time or are we going to be doing like because it doesn't it, look like a brain dance it doesn't look like it's got none of the UI on how to like deal with a brain dance so is this a flashback right is this is this is he alive because I feel like the, he's dead he's dead and mm-hmm. he has to stay dead that's the only way I can feel uh, this is going to work out so it's yeah. got to be a flashback Sabil 29 really, in chat says we're definitely going to play Johnny in a flashback so is this I, is this a gameplay moment say, there's no UI on the screen it's so strange it's so absolutely strange and i'm and i'm really kind of curious because uh i would love to know they've said that uh you know johnny or that keanu reeves isn't going to be like a romanceable character obviously because we're, we're pretty sure he's dead um i would love to find out if his story is integral into our story and that's why it's kind of like a mm-hmm. like having that that destiny you know like there's only there's only one link any at any given time in the legend of zelda series but one is always born during the time of of the Ganon. So are we the next Johnny Silverhand in the cyber? Right. Is there a chosen one? Do we have a Messiah kind of complex thing going? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, eh, Okay. If if you want to talk um, thematically, uh, literature and philosophically, uh, Messiah stuff also requires a death, a death and a rebirth. So almost every single character who ever plays that kind of role dies and is is reborn in some way, either actually dies and is brought back according to the you know fantasy world that, where that works, or um, figuratively dies to the self and then is reborn or something like that. Um, so maybe 
I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's a that's an interesting question for Cody. You know, like is yeah. it, is there is there any Messiah imagery in Cyberpunk that we haven't noticed and really picked up on? Um, that could, could be, be a connected. Way to get around that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, interesting stuff. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys think about this. Uh, let's let's move on. I, we we only have so much time on this show. We can't go extra long because Logan's got got to go to work at some point, and I want to make sure we get through everything. So <laughs> let's talk about styles. Let's talk about um, well, we can talk about the Mantis blades. That footage in the Arasaka surveillance was pretty dope, pretty badass yeah. of the Mantis blades just lopping guys' legs and arms off. Um, go go look up the video for that. That was pretty cool. The the interesting thing was. The- the, the glorification of that scene in the in the the show that was going on during that like it, it was really clear that the, they were showing it off because they were excited about how badass it was and it was like it that was is a pretty horrific they, like, that person is fighting for their life and we're we're sitting here talking about how cool it looks but they're doing the same thing in the game and I'm like oh that is a weird that is a weird world that they're living in but anyway yeah I wanted to jump into the four styles so yeah, um, yeah. we got we got four styles here and and if anyone's seen any of the artwork for i mean gosh all you have to do is look at the cover of the the book and you've got the four styles right here so it's it's real easy to look you've got the kitsch the uh uh, entropism the neo-militarism and the neo-kitsch and it's it's really cool oh you even got a better thing yeah i just pulled it up this is this is a clip from the video so um yeah and you can see it here there's i mean just really roughly speaking kitsch is based on what is it like 80s 90s aesthetic bright colors um putting fashion and style ahead of substance is kind of the way they describe it uh entropism is just pulling anything together to just you just take what you can because you don't you, you can't be picky um whereas kitchen is being picky right it's the i only wear certain styles or only certain fashions because i i need to look a certain way entropism is the flip side of that of i just wear what i can because it's it's what i got and then neo-militarism is the, uh kind of kitsch inverted in that it is all function and not necessarily form so uh, there is some style to it you can't say that it's without style like entropism is basically the idea of like not focused on style at all and so that is the style neo-militarism is is all about function so uh and that's why it's militarism right it has to do with getting things done wearing the equipment that you need in order to you know take take somebody down or accomplish your goal that kind of thing and then of course you have neo kitsch which is kind of the uh, return to fashion to style over substance with um pushing pushing the edge of like the most recent uh styles and boundaries even when it comes to augments and those kinds of things so i think that's probably a, a quick way to sum, the- up, sum that up yeah, the the interesting thing that I that I liked that came from this video talked a lot about how uh, the the neo kitsch is celebrities, brain dance stars, business magnates, and their heirs to the corporate fortunes, and that a lot of them are uh, pre they were they were neo neo militarism, uh, mm-hmm. and then they abandoned that to return to the kitsch lifestyle. So they kind of took that that celebrity status. So they they have all the neo militarism in in their 
their in their their style but they definitely add the chrome they add the gold they add the 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 style the 80s the chrome or the neons and stuff and they really just kind of ramp it up um and that's where a lot of like your your kitsch fashion will kind of derive from because uh, fashion usually kind of staggers down it starts with the really really out there stuff and then by the time it gets to your store it's much more uh usable and much more day-to-day so <laughs> right. it's, it's really interesting to see just how things have gone the, the one interesting thing that i that i found out about this was um they had a bit, of, a bit of an interesting timeline, uh, which was the um, the entro, uh, entropism. Um, I know I'm saying that wrong, so get, let, let me have that. Uh, that <laughs> was from the, the folks that had actually survived the fourth corporate war between 2020 and 2023, mm-hmm. um, whereas the, the kitsch style over substance. And it, it, it's interesting because it feels to me like that started in 1998 when Coronado Bay was renamed Night City. And then in 2008, the celebration or the creation of brain dance. So kitsch started and it was kind of like our eighties and nineties, whereas, uh, entropism, um, I'm still saying that. How do you say that? Entropism. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Entropism. Like okay. entropy. I'm entropism. Mm-hmm. Right. There we go. I'm crazy. Yeah. Get over it, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm uh, crazy. So, <laughs> Take so, that. That, so, so for, for me, in my mind, I was thinking like when, when people were surviving the fourth corporate war, that felt very much like what we had to do back in 2008 during the stock market crash, where everyone was like getting foreclosed on, people lost their jobs or homes, and you, you had to do what you had to do to survive. And that's very much what happened to the folks that survived between 2020 and 2020. And it wasn't until we kind of got past that, which I'm sure they're going to be diving into in Cyberpunk Red. And then as we get even further into Cyberpunk 2077, we'll, we'll start to see that neo-militism, that new militarism, uh, that new kitsch uh, with the with the neo-kitchen stuff. So really, it was kind of cool to see like them break it out by timeline and kind of show like our history reflected in the cyberpunk world. Yes, well said. Yeah, the, and, and also Neokitch has a, um, what is that, a leopard <laughs> with a leash? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look over here. Look on this side right here in the in the image. Um, there's a lot more imagery in uh, that you can actually see in the video, but I just, I love that that's in that picture. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I wonder if that's one of those fake ones, too, because. Oh, yeah, you know, maybe. I like, Right. Like animals are pretty rare in the, in, in or the future. Not. So I, I, or not because yeah, they're maybe. showing it off. Maybe that's part of the Neo Kitsch is actually having a real leopard. An actual one. An yeah. actual that's, that's biological very... real leopard. Maybe. I like it. Um, you ready to get into cars? Yeah. Why don't we move to the middle of the show and then we'll come back and we'll talk about cars. Good call. Have you ever wondered how deep the Elder Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are Dragon Breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening, and catch you later in the grey maybe of Tamriel. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're in the middle of the show. I mentioned the Patreon at the top of this show, and thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show. If you'd like to get ad-free episodes and early episodes and also the opportunity to join us on the show, then check out the two different tiers that you can um, subscribe to on patreon.com slash cyberpunklorecast. Also, this show is brought to you by our sponsors for the Robots Radio Network, and we've collected a number of them, including audiobooks.com. And so look in the show notes. There are a bunch of deals for you guys. And you guys are getting the main benefit of this. So like audiobooks.com, three free audiobooks, no cost. Uh, there's discounts for things like Loot Crate and Gamefly and Green Man Gaming and NordVPN. So just check those out and they might change every every so often, but check the links in there for those. I'm not going to spend too much time uh, talking about that. But if you do have a book in mind that you'd like to listen to, then go click the link for audiobooks.com. It'll send us a little bit of, you know, we get a little bit on the back end for you guys going there and doing that and you get free books. So go check that out. All right, let's get back to the rest of the episode. All right, so we've got cars to talk about. And we've we've been kind of talking around cars for a while now that but now that we've got Night City Wire Four with a breakdown of a bunch of the cars, we've got so much more information that we can dig into. So we we got some reveals and some background on the development of the cars, the way they recorded the audio, the the way they drove them around on test sites and uh, modeled cars after real world cars and all of this kind of stuff. Um, there's definitely some details here that we can go over. Um, so first of all, uh, the cars in the game look like they're going to be very highly customizable and that you're going to find variations of the same model depending on, say, who the owner was and what kind of life path they lived, um, how they may have updated or modded the car based on, you know, was it a gang car? Was it used for assault reasons? Was it was it just a clunker that was used by some guy who lived in the city? Was it a nomad's car and they took something and, and you know, replaced the doors on it and the, the bumpers in order to do things that they needed to do out in the wastes? You know, there, lots of different variations. And I'm assuming things that we as V will be able to update and modify on on our cars when we get them. Um, also here, there's information that there will definitely be racing in the game. There's a number of different areas that we will be able to go on racing quests. And I would have I, I would imagine like many other games that these are probably the kinds of things you come across in the main quest line as it just kind of unfolds. And then if you want to do the side quests and do more racing, you can do them or you can just kind of not do them. What do you think, Logan? 
I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how these turn out, too, because it it's kind of like uh, the, the old Grease movie where you're you're racing for pink slips and stuff. And I, I, I'm looking forward to this because one of the things that they talked about was for sure being ready to, to uh, fight for for what you're what you know, if you if you win and they're not happy, you're probably going to have to shoot your way out. Uh, you may not have to. You may have to get in a fight before you can even get into the race, you know, prove yourself before you're able to get there. But uh, I'd love to see them kind of showcase the world in a way that kind of you know gives you that that fun fast-paced driving experience and uh i I really want to you know like i like my forza games and stuff i want to go driving around in these cars i want to see how they feel without just dealing with traffic and stuff (laughs) right right um so bill in, in chat says uh miles uh uh most tossed confirmed in a Q&A that there isn't going to be customization of the cars by V, um, or at least it would be very minor, which is interesting. I, I find mm. that I find that interesting with so much else being very customizable in this game. Um, we do know that you will be able to buy cars from fixers or steal them. So maybe it's not as much about customization as it is about, say, finding the right vehicle that's already available somewhere with a setup that you want or stealing it. Yeah, that's probably on me then, because I, I was under the impression from what they were talking about that that there was going to be a lot of customizations to the cars and that you would have access to that just based on on all the different types of like the quadra that we saw in the video and stuff. So really interesting that uh, that that they're talking specifically about not being able to customize the look for that, considering like just how much you can do with your body. Um, right, right. Yeah, and, and not being able to keep the cars that you steal, those are like temporary, kind of like uh, Grand Theft Auto. Hmm. You can steal the car and drive it around, but you're not necessarily going to be able to put it in your garage and pull it back up again, unless you legitimately own the car. Yeah, interesting stuff. Um, so we also know that you can summon cars, uh, like Roach in The Witcher, which gives me the image of a car standing on a rooftop, <laughs> like the meme from The Witcher, where Roach is like always standing, like standing vertically or up on top of a roof, or you know that was one of the funniest glitches that you'll find in, in The Witcher Three. Um, but maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll get cars yeah. in weird locations. Probably not, but who knows? A blinking it, dream. It'll be funny. Funny would, to see how the pathing works on that when they try to like roll up, like who are they going to run over as they're trying to get to you? <laughs> Some poor guys walking down the street and he's like, ah, and just, you know, squish them. Um, also, the, there's other big news here. There is one actual real world car in the game, and it is a Porsche 911, which is Johnny Silverhand's car from 1977, which is pretty cool. I mean, it, it's a cool car. This is a very classic automobile if you want to say it that way. And it looks really cool. It's, you know, it's very built out with the same style and the color palette and all that. What do you think about that, Logan? I think it's really cool. It was, it's a classic car. Um, the, the 911s that they're talking about are, are a hard to find car nowadays. Uh, they're actually really, really expensive. And, um, uh, if, if anyone's a fan of James Bond, you've, you've probably seen, well, at least if you're watching like the Brosnan era Bond films, you're, you're probably noticing like, like they give him a, a 911 in, um, die another day. But, uh, I also, um, was digging around cause I was like, I remember seeing one in other films and stuff. 
stuff too. So I actually found out that they used one uh, in Atomic Blonde, which is a, a hmm. great, great. If you if you like kitsch, you should watch Atomic Blonde because it's it's a film uh, in the eighties that is like the the origination uh, the origin of of kitsch, and uh, also in Office Space, Bill Lombard's car is a, a oh, Porsche nine eleven. Interesting. It was kind of funny to find out about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is a classic car. This this car is just one yeah. of those like styles that's just awesome looking um, and very recognizable. So, um, and that's not the only thing we have here from Johnny Silverhand slash Keanu Reeves and vehicles. Uh, Keanu Reeves Arch Motorcycles uh, is actually being. Um, uh, implemented into the game like there will be an arch motorcycle in the game which is really cool and and if you don't know Keanu Reeves is a big motorcycle guy he like he, obviously he's a movie star and he's into you know that side of things but he also loves his motorcycles and I believe he's a co-owner in arch motorcycles he has some sort of stakes in the company I know um, but I don't know exactly what what that is. Um, so there was a, a considerable segment talking about Arch motorcycles and how they modeled a new style of motorcycle based around the Arch designs for Cyberpunk 2077. So very cool. Very, very cool stuff. Yeah, really, I really I thought it was cool to the fact that they're because like he's been a big fan of motorcycles and I and I love uh, there's a really good documentary on YouTube um, with him and guard uh, kind of diving into the to the makings of Arch and, and why he wanted it. Um, so he reached out to guard and wanted to get a custom motorcycle and he loved it as much uh, that that process so much that he decided he wanted to make a company with guard. And they did that um, shortly after meeting back in, in 2007. And and uh, their their motorcycles are kind of it's like if you ever saw the OC Chopper show where you, you, they kind of had like custom builds and stuff. That's basically what Arch does. Uh, they but it's it's um I don't know it's just an interesting design. They've put a lot of work into that. But the the cool thing about this is they took uh, they they built a custom arch motorcycle and then cd project red took that motorcycle and then used it as a base for the arch line of motorcycles that are going to be in 2077 so the the modern base that they created like the futuristic base um that they created in the game or in the world they took that and now uh if you're looking on screen you can actually see this too the the 2077 versions of those look so good in game and the sound is is perfect too it's got that deep deep rumble with with uh what you get from like a, a typical harley or something it's it's oh man i i absolutely i'm a big big fan of motorcycles i i still have uh one that i drive around in from time to time but um i'm, I'm looking forward to this and the in-game footage too really shows off just how fun it's going to be to be able to ride around either whether you're nomad whether you're a, a night kid or a street kid you know it doesn't matter you're going to have everybody likes an awesome motorcycle action sequence you know like, yeah so i'm, I'm yeah. excited to see this yeah, so I'm showing some of the video up on the screen as you've talked through this. Um, yeah, it seems very cool. It seems like there's different color palettes, too, uh, based on the in-game cinematics. Um, so, yeah, I didn't realize you were into you were that into uh, motorcycles. Oh, yeah, I've been I've been riding street bikes for, oh, I don't even know, at least seven years. It's just it's a lot of fun. It's it's the, the closest thing to riding on a motorcycle you can possibly or being on a um being on a uh a, a roller coaster as you can get 
being on a motorcycle. It's, it's thrilling. It's so, so cool to be so close to the road, uh, but yet so open and, and free to like everything that you're doing. So I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be really fun. <laughs> nice. Nice. So we also have a whole breakdown uh, at the beginning of Night City Wire 4 of the different uh, tiers of cars or different types of cars, I guess you could say. Um, here, I'm going to show, I want to show these on screen because uh, they do a very good job of explaining some of this and hopefully this uh, works well for audio as well. I think it might, but we're going to, we'll go into a little bit, bit of details after each section. So first we have the economy cars. Don't expect advanced tech or luxurious materials here. Nuh-uh. Yeah, it's not the size that counts, I guess. This class is mostly utility vehicles and low-end clunkers made for every pocket. Hold on, hold on. It's a wreck. My damn wreck. Well, definitely no guy or girl wreck. So those are the, kind of the, the low end and also utility vehicles. We have uh, the, the first one you see is like the really itty bitty short, like almost like a smart car, but it's very boxy and like a triangle in the front is the uh, my my my. The Makagi yeah. <laughs> Mai Mai. <laughs> it's a two-door, two-seat, 70-horsepower Japanese vehicle made in 2032. By the time this 2077 rolls around, that's like a 35-year-old car. Am I doing the math right? Um, yep. 45-year-old <laughs> car? Jeez. Um, that's Yeah, it's, it's a very funny-looking little vehicle. I think that I, I hope there are situations where we absolutely have to ride in it just just because you have to. Um, but we also get we also get things like uh, the Hella, the Archer Hella, the Thornton Colby. These are, you know, these are the, like the station wagons and the grocery getters. And then they also show some clips of like, you know, like just a big utility van or a, uh, you know, kind of low end police vehicle driving around the city. Any thoughts on these? It's interesting. Uh, yeah. So there was there was some interesting stuff in in that they um, they're showing all these economy cars. Now, if you go into the art book, there's actually going to be um, some brands that are going to show off like uh, a low tier, mid tier and high tier. A lot of the vehicles I noticed that they showed in what they consider like the executive and the economy uh, areas as far as cars are concerned are in the mid tier of these. Um, I think the the Mai Mai is actually the one that's in the low tier, uh, whereas <laughs> like the the archer and thornton brands are kind of in the mid tier so those are going to be like your, your sedans and it's funny to see uh, as i was like kind of pulling info from a lot of these vehicles um you know one of them the kobe that's from that's a u.s brand uh the hella is a china brand the mai mai is a japanese brand um most of these are going to be created sometime between 2023 in 2060 so if you look at most of the vehicles that you'd see on the roads nowadays uh for example like i i drive a 2014 and my wife drives a 2008 even though we're in the year 2020 you're going to notice that a lot of the vehicles in cyber 20 uh, cyberpunk 2077 mm -hmm. same situation where you're going to be seeing a lot of older vehicles because just of how long cars last especially given the fourth corporate war and how people have had to try and retrofit a lot of these economy cars with uh, cybernetic stuff, you know, with enhancements to try and add some smart stuff to these cars. So you're going to see a lot of weird hoses and, and lines and solar panels and stuff on, on these, uh, kind of junkier looking cars, which is, it has a, it's, it's got its own little flavor to it. I kind of like that. Yeah. It's got a, it's a little aesthetic 
And uh, we've got people redeeming loot packs. That's a little sound that you're hearing. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so it, people who get to hang out and chat can collect uh, points for the channel and redeem them for loot, loot packs for the stream. So there you go. Um, yeah, so let's let's jump into the executive vehicles. Here's the next section. If you need to impress, look to this class alone. Either you match it in cash, or you can forget about the fight. With these wheels, no expense has been spared, no frill ignored. Their plush interiors decked out in all the latest tech, while you get to sit back and enjoy the ride. So, well, <laughs> here's my question for you, Logan. What's with mm -hmm. the double front wheels? So some of these, some of oh, these executive man. cars, they look like like a Cadillac or something, but there's two wheels, double sets of wheels in the front. So the car no, has six wheels, double, four in the front, one in the, like two in the back. <laughs> it's for a double dose of pimping. Double Come dose on, of every, pimping. Everyone knows this. <laughs> double no. pimping. That's a, that's a popular <laughs> song in Cyberpunk 2077 world. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really funny the the design choice. It, it really does kind of because I, I mean, if you think a lot of um, kind of that that uh, that that culture that really kind of reveres the Cadillacs and, and the El Caminos and stuff, a lot of that is around some of like the uh, the hydraulics that you can put into it, but also the 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 rims. You know, a lot of work goes into mm. to choosing the right type of rims. And if you got more wheels, you got more rims, so you get to show That's that true. off. True, I, I didn't th I hadn't thought about it that way more more wheels equals more that's 50 percent more rims than it's, a regular yeah. car <laughs> solid math checks out <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's a big percent upgrade um, <laughs> it, it really does show off like the the luxury that they're trying to to show off you know they they obviously know that they they aren't going to be driving it around in the, in the hyper cars that we'll dive into in a in a bit but you know they want to have that that lush it's all for show. experience yeah mm -hmm. it's all for show mm -hmm. and comfort so, Yep. All right. Let's. Uh, I, I want to make sure we get through all this before before you run out of time. We've got the, uh, yes. the heavy duty vehicles coming up next. Check these out. Masterful engineering and practical design. Trucks and tanks for when you need power and brute force. Hell of a machine. Neat beast. My pride and joy. And these monsters are literally unstoppable. There's quite a variety that we get to see in this, even in the short amount of time. Everything from trucks to uh, what are almost assault vehicles, the things that look kind of like a, a Humvee um, body type. Uh, but <laughs> I think the thing I love about this is also the uh, tractor trailer without the trailer. The, like yep. vehicles like the just like <laughs> meow, meow, meow. <laughs> just like the funny looking ones um but th there's so much to this i mean there's physics of driving over other vehicles there's i mean these things look like they handle and are heavy the way you would expect them to be and so that's exciting because i i would imagine you're gonna have quests where you get in a big old armored like <laughs> truck or something and just have to bust through other cars in order to just you know do whatever it is that your goal is for that quest 
One of the, the things that I wanted to dive into a little bit with this one is uh, there's two things, actually. The one that I wanted to pick out right now was uh, the fact that in the garage, you're talking to one of the uh, shop owners and she she references the fact that she calls the vehicle in there the beast. And it made me think about how a lot of the legendary weapons that we get in game are going to have very particular names. And that makes me wonder for certain quests, are uh. we going to have access to very specialized vehicles, ones that are specifically made for a certain task and, and we'll be able to have like a, a custom experience as a, a reward maybe you know say like we complete a job with the beast and the shop owner uh you know like gets killed or something dramatic and we're now inheriting the beast from huh. from them uh or something interesting like that that gets added to our our list of uh different vehicles as opposed to just like a random quadra or a random uh limo or you know what have you but right the like a legendary vehicle to, or or yeah. or at least you get like the um uh, you unlock the trophy or whatever called Beastmaster after you complete that class. Exactly. Right. That'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Then, and the other thing that I wanted to bring up too is, is we in the past episodes, if you guys go back, uh, you can find it. You'll find that we dove into a lot of the, uh, the armored vehicles and stuff like that. Um, this really kind of dove into the fact that a lot of the vehicles that they showed off in this video are actually created in the Soviet Union. And most of them are actually created roughly within the last uh, 20 20 to, to 30 years of 2077. So it's clear that like uh, uh, the, some of the bigger, more utility trucks are Soviet based, uh, whereas some of the more armored trucks, like, for example, the behemoth is a Militech web, uh, yeah. vehicle. So yeah. there's a good chance you're going to be driving around in uh, some of those armored vehicles, some of those tanks in in the game. And I wonder if that has more to do with uh, the, the Corpo life path than some of the other ones or, you know, how, how are we? going to get access to yeah. the Militech stuff. I would imagine that they're not going to section off this based on life path, although maybe it's easier to access the like, uh, for example, you're on a quest which ends up with you stealing a tank in order to blow up a facility. Let's just say something like that, right? Um, so no yeah. matter what life path you pick, no matter what style of gameplay you play what character you make you're still going to be able to get the tank and go blow the thing up but if you're a corpo maybe you have connections that get you into the facility to steal the tank without having to have to take anybody down because it's be an arasaka facility or something you know like i would imagine something like that is probably more at play um with yeah. this but that's just off cool the top of my head though yeah all right let's get into the next one we got sports vehicles let me get this up on the screen. Here we go. These are for Jews who love the smell of exhaust and the roar of street wildlife. Their powerful engines and exchangeable parts make them perfect for two. Come on! I want to smell that choo-choo bird! Whether it's street racing, running from the NCPD, or just showing off in the streets, with these high-powered beasts, you will have only respect. If you need. So with these, because we have sports and then we have hypercars, the sports to me seem more in line with things like American muscle cars, the kinds of um, cars that you are, are road approved. But, you know, if you want to go zero to 60 quickly in a road approved car you're going to get a muscle car or something like that but they're not necessarily built the same way that say something like um like a nascar car would be or a supercar 
would be in that it's designed to absolutely hug the ground and use aerodynamics and those kinds of things. It's just a very strong engine in a cool looking car shaped body. So one of the interesting things, because uh, the 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 Quadra brand is a U.S. brand. Um, a lot of their vehicles are made generally after the fourth corporate war back in like 2055. And the the one difference because most of these uh, I, I love the the type 66 because the type 66 is kind of the one that they've been showing off the most the horsepower for it is 666 i absolutely <laughs> love that that's great that was on that was 100 percent intentional yeah totally intentional um the interesting thing that i found out about uh most of the american-made sports cars is for one they look like mustangs and uh, lamborghinis which is kind of ironic but uh mm-hmm. they they have a, a windscreen that's labeled as a glass v g-l-a-s-v so it kind mm-hmm. of suggests to me that they've got some heads-up display elements that can show up on the actual screen compared to say like a hypercar which we'll be diving into which is uh some of them have glass V, but most of them are going to have, um, I think it's a, a crystal dome, which is kind of that opaque thing that reflects the actual thing. But um, I, I love that they're giving us the the uh, muscle cars for, for us to be able to drive around. And I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards those just because they've shown those off the most. I'm personally kind of hoping for a hypercar though not gonna lie (laughs) i mean they are pretty cool they're cool in different ways but yes yeah Um, yeah like very much so yeah muscle muscle cars we're talking more um hitch you know like more Mm -hmm. classic kind of style and then hypercars we're talking more neo kitsch like these are like yeah obviously this these cost more than your house so let's take a look at these Speed and armor, the hypercar class is for you. It means precise bodywork, built-in LiDAR arrays, and really expensive materials. Imagine you're sitting on a pile of eddies. Probably less than a thousand people in the world can afford the Arendite. Not your typical urban vehicle. They will take you places you never dreamed you'd go. Oh, and original vehicles are not all... So um, they, they cut into some other stuff there. The the thing that is most notable about these beyond just the descriptions and the, you know, the cost and the, the, the highest end tech and, you know, the fact that some of them are armored, all of this stuff is like you were saying that you get inside them and it looks like there's no glass. And then the display just opens up like 360 around you and it's all you can just see in any direction which is crazy because we don't have any vehicles that I know of that work that way. Um, that's, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I think those are, those are the quintessential futuristic like blade runner style or, or a minority report style. Like those are the, that's the, the future that I want. That's the Iron Man, the style that I want. The, the, the interesting thing that I noticed about those was um, a lot of the hypercars very much like the formula one stuff that we get uh, or, you know, where they have like the, the different, the really good kind of sports cars out there, the, the supercars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, are all uh europe based uh i didn't see any that were either um uh japanese or or korean or 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 chinese or american uh 
or American. Yeah. yeah. Or even Soviet Union. Most of those are made in Europe, uh, surprisingly absent from the list of vehicles uh, that we were shown off today or, or in this video was anything made in Germany. Like Germany hmm. is just off the books as far as like creating vehicles, which is really interesting, uh, just given like the history that they have with creating vehicles. So I was really, yeah. really interested to see that in comparison to the the plethora of vehicles hmm. that we've gotten uh, so far. So I'm, I'm wondering if maybe that was maybe just a little too close to home for, for them. You know, I don't know, maybe they just weren't interested in grabbing any of those vehicles. Who knows, you know, what reasons they had for, for not picking or any German based random chance that those just haven't been highlighted yet. True. That is really true. We I mean, could we have well a very have limited, we just haven't seen them. Yeah. Very limited list. Um, yeah. Interesting. So, uh, so, okay, so you're saying you're going with, I mean, obviously hypercar. These things are like, I want a hypercar. <laughs> these things are like multi million dollar vehicles, right? Like in today's money, like you would have to spend a million bucks in order to get something like this. Um, but outside of hypercars, do you have like, you have like a favorite? You have something that you're just like, oh man, I can't wait to try that out. Oh gosh, uh, I really, I really love the the Turbo R, which was kind of the Lamborghini style. Um, I've always been a, a big um, kind of Corvette fan. Mm -hmm. So th that's that's like if they've got like a Corvette uh, like equivalent in Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, that's the one that I'll probably go with. Um, I love you know Mustangs. The Type sixty six is going to be looks awesome. Everyone's going to love the Quadras and stuff. But I, I would love to see like a, a like a like a, a Stingray version of of a cyberpunk car in there. Honestly, if I had my druthers, though, I would probably push closer towards one of the uh, the Arch motorcycles, though, just just because yeah. I love riding motorcycles. Yeah. Um, but if I had to go car, I'd probably go with the the Turbo R's, uh, which are the Quadra uh, brand or the uh, the hypercars. Yeah, and How I'm sure you? there's going to be other motorcycles that we haven't even seen yet. Like, why would oh, they yeah. only have one brand of motorcycle, right? They're going to have multiple. So who knows what mm -hmm. those are going to look like and what kinds of, you know, are we even getting like a dome covered motorcycle? Is there going to be one that's like a, like a Tron vehicle that you get in and it closes over top of you and you're like in your little bubble yes. just yes. around, you know, is this going to be something like that? Um, the other the thing that I really, really, really want to see is I, I hope, like you were saying, I hope there are like legendary named vehicles or something like that. Who knows? We don't know for sure. If there are the Mikagai, Mikagai, my my, the funny little box car, I want one of those, but decked out with like rocket launchers and like a booster on the back. I want like I want like the most badass. I want the tiniest, funniest little car, but turned into a death machine, if that's at all That'd possible. And if that's not at all possible, that's okay. I will, I will, I will move on with my life. But if this exists in the game, I need to go find it, and I need to do a video on it or something. Um, so if that's that's what I'm hoping for. I would love to hear you guys in chat and also listening at home or wherever you are at work or working out or wherever. What your thoughts are on the vehicles and which ones that you are specifically looking forward to, and also um, your style. Like this is an RPG. We're going to be able to style our characters however we want. Which style are you going for? Are you going to go neo-militarism? Are you going to go kitsch or neo-kitsch? Are you going to just kind of, you know, uh, basically, what's the other one? It's the equivalent of like the grunge look of just like, well, these are the pants I've got and this is the jacket I've got and, and I'm just going to throw everything together and this is this is the way I look. Um, 
like which which style you're going to go for how, how are you going to do this you know I, I would imagine if you're going corpo you're probably going to be like neo-militarism or neo-kitsch if you want to fit that style but you could always break it up you could do something mix things up in a different way you could be a nomad that goes neo-militarism and you know just mixes it up so I'd, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on some of that stuff logan anything else before we get going no nah, uh, oh oh um i picked up i don't know if anyone in the u.s uh has has seen these yet but the uh the rockstar cyberpunk um uh cans are out there they've got a tab underneath the the actual can so if you if you guys are out there and uh, i don't know you don't necessarily have to drink it if you if you're not really of that but uh those cans are out there they've got a code it gives you a dollar in the xbox uh ecosystem for for being able to purchase stuff and it gives you an entry that you can redeem to win you know costume or not costume stuff but um uh, exclusive gear you're in the in the running for a quadra car or at least a, a make of a quadra in in real life uh and there's a comic uh where's johnny that we talked about in one of the past episodes the uh it takes three cans or three codes to be able to unlock the actual comic uh the comic itself is pretty rough um i'm, I'm gonna be honest they didn't spend a whole lot of time really making like a detailed artwork uh but it kind of dives into the where's johnny and from what i can tell and i'm not going to dive into too much of the spoilers for it it's something that takes place uh, pretty close to when we've talked about in the past with Johnny dying. Uh, pretty close to that that um, that that story that we talked about with as far as like Soul Killer and stuff, uh, but from the perspective of a uh, a media. So it's it's it's, it's interesting so far. Um, there's only the three comics in the series, so I've got the first two. I'm just waiting to get another can so I can get the third one. But keep an eye out for that if you guys are interested. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. And remember, if you are interested in picking up um, the game, it's $10 off right now on Amazon. There's a link in the show notes for you guys to use to get that. And hopefully, uh, hopefully you will be picking up this game. If you're listening to the show, then chances are you're as excited as we are. And you'll be you'll be diving in in just a month. We're, we're less than a month away. Holy yes. crap. Yes. Can't wait. All right. Anything anything else you want to talk about before we go? Any um, podcasting no, or other stuff pretty much it uh if you guys are are looking for spooky scary skeletons uh sea of thieves is going to be having the uh the the halloween event coming up soon uh stay tuned for keel hauled podcast if you guys want to get more information about that if you want to get a hold of me feel free to reach out to me on twitter at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n or join the robots radio pond uh discord server and uh join Mm -hmm. us in the keel hauled or the cyberpunk or any of the other channels any of the channels tag me at captain logan uh I'll, I'll be in there keeping an eye on things uh seeing what everyone's chatting about yep yep and you can follow us on twitter at cyberpunk lore cast i believe uh, i have so many twitter accounts now uh or you can just follow me at robots underscore radio on twitter um and it's the robots radio account but it's i run it and you'll see my name on there and i'd love for you guys to follow me on there and come by hang out for some of our streams in the future we're gonna be playing some games we're doing all sorts of fun stuff and check out all the rest of the shows at robotsradio.net i think that's it for this episode i think we're done and I'm sure there are things that we didn't cover, like cosplay stuff, but go check out Night City Wire 4 if you haven't watched it. There's a whole bunch of stuff. You should go go look at it. Let us know your thoughts. And um, we'll see you guys next time, next week, on Sunday night. Join us Sunday night, and we'll see you. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. Talk to you guys later. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of 2, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many. Fallout 76 podcast, rated R, now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amarin. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters 
using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller.